1: Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. Excited to have you with us today. This is going to be different. Uh, I've got an email from uh, a lady named Tammy, and I'm going to read her email. I'm going to respond to her, and as I respond to her, I think hopefully you guys will get some benefit from it The people that have been around this profession for a long time. I know the majority of you that listen to this particular podcast have large organizations you're developing and working with, and I just want to share some insights with her that I sincerely believe and hope will be valuable for each and every one of you. So let me share the email I received, which was kind of extremely Thought-provoking, and then we'll continue from there. She says, here's my story. In 1981, I was a fiery, ambitious 19-year-old who got involved with Cambridge Diet when my aunt invited me to a home meeting. I was what I heard you describe as ignorance on fire, but my first year I made $107,000 in retail commissions and overrides. Then the company went through a lot of bad publicity and other challenges, and I basically lost my group. I got my real estate license at age 21, and that profession and smart investing choices has been very good for me. In 1984, I got the network marketing bug again after seeing an Herbalife infomercial. I thought Mark and Larry were the best, but I do question questions. Do I, but I do question the company Larry seems to be keeping nowadays. Anyway, I joined at the $3,000 supervisor level. I made over 100000 again in retail commissions and overrides my first year, and then you know what happened. And as a side note for those of you that maybe do not know what happened, Herbalife went through some government scrutiny that, personally, I don't think they should have went through, and it really, really hurt their hurt them at that time in the U.S. Continuing with her email. Again, I lost my organization and income. Over the years, I've looked at dozens of opportunities for friends. I've used multiple products, but never attempted to take on the challenge of team building. A couple of years ago, a friend that I met back in Herbalife days shared your No Fluff podcast with me because she said I would like the motivation and practicality of your teaching. To make a long story short, I've heard every podcast you have recorded on all three of your channels, watched dozens of the YouTube videos you have done over the years, and went through every recorded webinar you have posted at MLMSuccessWebinar.com. I'm officially calverted, and your consistent wisdom of the ages messages have been very refreshing. Last week I attended a big event with Lisa Kay, the friend I met in Herbalife. I can't believe it but I'm considering joining and building joining her and building a team again. My husband thinks I'm crazy. However, I walked out of the event discouraged and astounded. Discouraged and astounded as top earner after top earner explained how they do it. Does ownership not realize that they, all they accomplish with a how I instead of how we attitude is that everyone is going to leave motivated, but less focus on how to build an organization and a real team than when they arrived. Uh, that's side note, but that's exactly what Bob Chris talks about in the book, uh, Raising a Giant. People leave fired up and confused because there's no congruency. Continuing, uh, since we got since we've gotten home from the event for kicks, I've spent a couple of hours watching what most consider to be the top gurus in the MLM space on YouTube, and dozens of those that think they are. This is this horrifying experience is what prompted this email. Here's the burning question I have. Do network markers not understand team building? Are they, or do they just not care in hopes of keeping their followers clueless, confused, clueless and confused? How is it possible to have an industry so full of people that sincerely think they are building real duplicating teams of people? Understand at this point in my life, I am what many consider to be the most successful real estate broker in our area and I have personally trained 90% of my competitors. Ugh. My husband and I have a multi-million dollar real estate investment portfolio so I'm not thinking about taking on this challenge just for the money but for the challenge and I know you understand what I'm saying. To say I relate with your team building philosophy would be a major understatement. What I don't understand is how at this point in MLM why it is not just common knowledge. You shared in detail in your you shared you shared this in detail in your lost secret to network marketing success webinar training and I did. I absolutely did. You want to know the lost secret? It's there. Back to the email. When I think about all the people I've known over the years who have done well in multiple companies only to watch their Full time incomes disintegrate. It's so unnecessary. In my mind, the reason is obvious, but I feel like there has to be something I'm missing. I have a list of five other questions for you, including your perspective on the company I'm looking at. I will pay you premium if I can get one hour of your time. One more thing. I've heard you speak about your vision for the Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy. If if I am remembering correctly, the fee was ten thousand dollars a year. If I do decide to join, my friend, if I do decide to join, a, if I do decide to join my friend, the opportunity to get in on get in on your network marketing leadership development academy could become a deciding factor. I will pay you years in advance to do whatever I need to obtain membership. I look forward to your response. If I need to book an hour consulting right now, have someone from your office contact me. Tammy. P.S. Sorry for the rambling, but this is my burning question right now. Am I missing something? Do they not know or do they not care? Wow, so... (sighs) I'm going to respond and talk to Tammy, uh, and again, I believe as I do this, my hope is that you guys can eavesdrop the regular podcast listeners and hopefully get a couple paradigm shifts and some insight into uh, what it's going to take and what we have to do to return the network marketing profession to the growth stages that happened that happened in the the seventies is when it started before I ever got involved because it was based upon the core fundamentals of building people and people will build the business. it wasn't based upon marketing tactics and telling people what they want to hear so you can sell them what they want to sell them. It was really based upon the development of organizations. So Tammy, I sincerely appreciate, appreciate your email. And I wish there was just a real simple answer. Uh, but the questions and concerns that you have brought up, you know, were things that, that I've been talking about, gosh, since 1983. And, you know, understanding it wasn't about me. That was about building teams of people that should be called team building. Marketing instead of network marketing uh, would that would create a paradigm shift, I think, in a lot of people's minds. But for years, as you probably know, based upon all the information you've gone through, uh, you know, we went out and developing an organization over time. You know, and I know you know my story, but maybe some listen to the podcast don't. But it took me nine years to create a ninety-two thousand dollar year income. Nine. But my 10th year, it jumped to 252,000. My 11th year was 1.1 million. Uh, which that kind of jumped from 252 to 1.1 or from 92 to 252. It's not real common. But in my opinion, it should happen that way automatically if you build it correctly from the beginning. Because once you get to a six figures, you should have a group of people coming behind them that are on their way to that, and they should have a group behind them, and they should have a group behind them, and they should have brand-new people that are just getting started correctly, getting their business launched correctly. And to me, that's the vision, that the way it should be built. Um, but, you know, for years, I did everything that I could to try to get this message in the marketplace in, the, I don't know, 95, six or so. I did an audio program called Network Marketing is a Scam. It was actually an audio cassette. And I got death threats over that. People were just irate. You know, who does this guy think he is? You know, why would he say that? Blah, 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 blah. And it all came from people that never took the time to listen to the audio. Because those that listened to it, really listened to it, understood what it was about, what I was trying to do and trying to communicate to the profession itself. And a lot of people bought that audio back then to give to a relative or a loved one to try to keep them from making the mistake of getting involved in a pyramid scheme and ended up listening to it before they gave it to them. And some of those people actually ended up getting involved in the profession because of that audio. So I've done everything that I know to do. And and for those of you that have not gone through it, we actually put it online and added a lot more information. I'm sure, Tammy, you've gone through it, but some listening may have not. It's uh, MLM scam 2 uh, MLM scam 2com and it's all free. You can go through it, and it'll really give you some insights into the what's happened in this profession over the years. Uh, then I wrote an article called Cater to Mediocrity or Inspire Greatness. Uh, very widespread uh, distribution of that article was in a publication that was read by basically every network marketing company owner and corporate officer at the time. And uh, I wrote that in 1999 again, and it was saying, "Look, we have we can appear to appeal to the mediocrity in people and tell them what they want to hear, and, you know, do some kind of forty dollar auto ship just to keep them engaged, or we can inspire greatness, help them become all they can be." And that was really the the message of that article. Uh, that is also it. I believe it's published at, well, I know it's on MOMhelp.com. If you just do a search for Inspire greatness, it will pop up. But, um, uh, you know, I, I stayed in a state really of frustration most of my career, especially, uh, after we could no longer have closed, what I call closed cultures. Because having a closed culture meant that you could really keep people focused on the right skill sets and mindsets that would ultimately move their business forward. And then when the Internet hit and everybody started selling foo-foo dust and we're going to show you how to be the hunted instead of the hunter and so on and so forth. And I have nothing against anybody that started all that because I think they were sincerely believed what they were saying because they 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 were not given proper leadership uh, in the beginning and and it's like quit talking to your friends and family and blah 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 and they don't understand it's not about them it's about who they know it's about any other business that you would start and again I don't want to recap all the trainings I've done over the years but uh launching your business and letting people that you know know that you're in business and asking them to pass along a brochure is no different than sending them a, a letter telling them that you're starting a restaurant and asking them to pass along a copy of your menu to someone that likes Chinese food or Mexican food or whatever your cuisine may be. It's no different. It's, it's common business practices. And, you know, there was a whole movement of we're going to give you the inside secrets that, you know, your upline and your company don't want you to know, which was just, it was just a mess. So, you know, uh, it frustrated me. I, I did everything that I knew I could do. And finally, I said, you know, I'm I'm fighting a losing battle. And uh, I emotionally disgaged in 2000. And what I mean by that is in 2000, I just decided I'm selling my company. I'm going to do other business models. There's other things I want to do. There's a lot of other uh, business models I want to learn, study, uh, implement. And it took a, a while for that transition to occur. but. Uh, as soon as I was officially gone, my phone started ringing off the hook. Dale, will you come and do a Super Saturday? I want you to talk to my organization about how to create leads, uh, online and offline. Uh, Dale, I want you to come and do your program your mind for success pack, uh, program that you've taught us. Because at this point, a lot of people that I'd worked with over the years had went on, and some of them had gone into other organizations, and some of them were. Uh, you know, at least three people that I trained became company owners uh, that were part of our organization. We had people all over the world, really, that uh, we had worked with in the past and were, you know, master distributors and top earners and other companies. So it created a whole new business that I never had planned on pursuing in any way, shape or form. Uh, network marketing support services, but I can teach this stuff in my sleep. I I know it upside down and backwards because wisdom of the ages is wisdom of the ages. Truth is truth. And when you, when when you can do it and just share it and don't and let it fall where it's going to fall and take root where it's going to take root, you don't have to worry about it. You know, when you don't have to sell a, $1,700 $1,700 blogging course that you know in your heart most people never need, uh, and you don't have to do all this other s- crazy stuff that's going on in the profession. It puts you at a different level of communication. Yeah, your your mindset's different. So, you know, really, Tammy, uh, you know, I think the fundamental. I'm going to give you a couple of things just to think about because you're obviously a thinker. And I'm going to give you a couple of things to think about if you want to write them down as we go through. It'd be helpful for those of you listening to the podcast as well. Uh, I think the fundamental challenge that we have today in the profession, just the fundamental challenge, there's a lot. Uh, I love the profession. I think it's the greatest personal development program in the world. I believe without question I believe if you can build a successful network marketing organization you can run any corporation in the world because in network marketing you don't have the 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 big stick You you don't you aren't able to hire and fire people you're building a volunteer army and you're looking for people that you can get in the foxhole with and fight the fight and that's not an easy task I've seen a lot of very successful corporate CEOs and managers get involved in the network marketing profession and fail miserably, as we all have over the years. And I've seen housewives build million-dollar incomes. Uh, And it all happens for different reasons. But the fundamental challenge is (coughs) the definition of leadership and network marketing is just simply different than the rest of the world. If you ask... The real world, what, what is a leader and what's the definition of leadership? It would be different if you ask network marketers. Now, network marketers might give you the real definition, but they don't, But it's obvious by the activities that, that they don't believe what they're saying. It's like Zigtoed us all and see you at the top. You can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Okay, And how do you help other people get what they want? So a person, uh, most people think, well, a leader is a person in a network marketing company, network marketing leader is a person in a network marketing company that's creating a following and obtain some type of title. They're a triple diamond ruby ambassador with a cherry on top of it. So therefore, you know, we need to listen to them. No, there's someone that, for whatever reason, has been able to create a following. That's not a leader, no matter what the title is. Real leaders develop other leaders, not followings. And that's from Brian Tracy. Uh, Webster says leadership is the action of leading a group of people or an organization. Guidance, direction, support, management, supervision, so, again, real leaders don't develop followers. They develop other leaders. Leadership is not a position. It's, it's, not, it's not. See, there's, there's you have position power and you have personal power. And in our culture, uh, if someone has a position, a title, then therefore they have power in most people's minds. Not in mine. Not in many of the people that listen to this podcast because we know the game. We know what's going on. So just because someone has a title does not mean they should have uh power. It's all about track record in anything and especially in network marketing. So, you know, I, there then you have personal power. And personal power is created when a respect is gained from doing the right thing and treating people right over a long period of time, it creates a personal power. Now, and, and sometimes people have it mixed. They have some position power and personal power. There's a lot of people in the profession, a lot that talk the talk, who've never walked the walk. Uh, and, and again, network marketing, leadership, it, it, the real, the real game is, the real situation is, uh, how what have people on your team been able to do? Uh, and again, we talk about it in great detail lost secret to network marketing success. So, I have found that most network marketing leaders really don't understand their strengths. They think that everybody thinks the way they think, has the ability to do what they do, has the same brain cell patterns, has the same work ethic, has the same credibility, has the same whatever they have. Most network marketing leaders have an extra dose of something, as I talk about in the six personality types at the top of every network marketing organization. And they think everybody can do what they did, and they can't. And, again, I talk about this in great detail. You've got the 70% of the people that are going to die broke no matter what you do, I do, or anybody else does. You have 3%, which are at the top of every network marketing organization, usually company owners as well as top distributors. They're 3%ers with one of the six characteristics we talk about in that particular webinar. And then you've got the 27%ers honest, average, hardworking people that just need systems and they need direction and they need accountability, correct accountability. And wealth is created with the 27 percenters. I just believe it with everything within me. So, you know, yes, 3 percenters work extremely hard. Uh, but what happens a lot of times for even the three percenters is their reality surpasses their expectations. They get to a point where everybody's pulling on them, wanting to looking for the foo foo dust. What did you do? How did you do it? What do I need to do? What do I need to say? And, and you see this so often. I mean, I I, I can remember one event I went to, uh, I was speaking at, I was uh, not too long ago, last year. And, Uh, I never had spoke for this particular company, and I'm watching this one young couple, and they were just full of, you know, excitement. And I watched them go around to each leader, and I'm just listening, you know. And they're asking everyone, "What did you do to do the business? How did you how did you recruit so many people?" And and one leader would tell them, you know, what they they would try to help, try to communicate. And as Mark Yarnell said in his article, I thought I knew what made me successful, but I was wrong. Uh, I'm convinced that most people that get to the top really don't know what they did other than work hard. I'm convinced of that. And if you haven't read that article, it's mandatory. Uh, It's at topmontrainingarticles.com. Mark Yarnell, I thought I knew what made me successful, I was wrong. But anyway, this couple, then they would go to somebody else and they would say a completely different thing. One was doing social media, one was doing trade shows, one was doing something else. And I'm watching this couple, and I'm just watching them. It's like the energy just kind of drained from their bodies because everybody they, was ta- they were talking to was giving them different advice, different tips. You know, I wrote an article about this, why tips and tricks and, and, and hacks and shortcuts are never going to help you build your network marketing organization. Only systems will. Uh, why tips, tricks don't work. It's at momhelp.com. Okay. It's just common sense to me at this point, which is, it appears to be for you as well, Tammy. Uh, so, you know, for me personally, it wasn't until 2015 when it just really struck me, Dale, Dale. You were given an opportunity that 99.999% of the people that ever in this profession were never given. And that was the opportunity to listen to audio cassettes from, from multiple people, leaders, quote unquote, from all over the country. Multiple events that were happening in that company, you know, really pretty much right after they happened, you could order the audios. And it gave you an insight and perspective that most people will never have. And I've talked about that in other trainings, so I'm not going to get into that. But me understanding, Dale, you were given an opportunity that most people want, so you have an obligation to continue to share what you share because you're able to take a lot of this stuff and then just condense it down into very simple systems. You know, getting it launched, customer acquisition, recruiting process, retention system, and then lead generation. That's the whole game. That's the whole game. That's how you win. DaleCalvert.com forward slash core. So, you know, since 1983, uh, we've communicated this perspective. You know, I never, ever trained outside of my organization ever would never even think about it until we had already created a multi-million dollar net worth. Uh, Three hundred thousand dollar a month income and develop multiple over two hundred five six, and seven figure earners on our team before I would ever even think about trying to communicate with anybody outside of our organization and if you if you contra contrast that tammy today to what you said about there's people trying to act like gurus on YouTube that you were watching. I mean, it is obvious to you. It's obvious to anybody that's, that's done something that that's, 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 you can't fool people that have really done it. And, and, and I don't care if you did it in real estate, you did it in selling, uh, creating uh, automobile dealerships, uh, if you've really done it, you've really went out there and done it yourself, then you can, you can, you can smell the wolves and sheep's clothing much quicker. Y- you can see those that are trying to fake it till they make it much, much quicker. So there's, so. So when you say, you know, a lot of these people on YouTube trying to act like something they're not or trying to act like they're a group guru and it was obvious that they're not, you know, unfortunately those people have been trained to do that. And, and so it's not always their fault. It's just sometimes they, they buy the wrong philosophy. They buy the wrong philosophy. And as you've heard me say, I'm sure do it, then talk about it. A lot of people are trying to talk about it who've never done it. You know, And they're trying to attract people that don't know any better. And the most important question you can always ask is, who is this person and why am I listening to them? And in network marketing, it has nothing to do with how much money they've made. It has everything to do with what did people on their team, what were they able to do? And and is everybody on the same page? Or did they just throw enough mud on the wall and enough 3% are stuck? So there's three types of people in general within the profession Uh, there's money focused people there's value focused people and there's survival focused people and I talk about this even in more detail in Change Your Financial Mindset and Create Wealth the book and the audio program we have on Audible and uh, the book is also on Amazon Change Your Financial Mindset and Create Wealth so when when it's all said and done, you know, we can blame network marketing leaders for not, you know, telling people the truth. But I really believe that 90 percent of the people in this profession, yes, there's 10 percent that are 100 percent focused on extracting as much money as they can as quick as they can from as many people as they can. And unfortunately, some of them are the recognized gurus and that's their whole focus. Because their definition of success is money, where there's seven key areas of life, so we can have success in seven different areas. And there's a lot of people that have all the money in the world, you know, millionaires, and their family won't talk to them. Uh, Their health is a wreck. And there's a reason that millionaires sometimes, unfortunately, uh, (laughs) commit suicide. So... Money in and of itself is obviously not the answer. But the truth is, when you look at the marketplace and you look at the masses and you look at people that have the responsibility of building teams, the truth is, most people would rather be told what they need to hear. They would bet most people would rather be told a A story, a dream that they know is false, than to take responsibility and work and go to work to find the right mentor and go to work. Most people would just they're they're addicted to the adrenaline of uh, becoming wealthy, the dream of winning the lottery. They're addicted to it, and they jump from deal to deal to deal. The followers jump from deal to deal to deal, and it's sad, and the rest of the world looks back at our profession and thinks, what are these people doing? They're crazy. They're all crazy. What's wrong with them? But it's become, in over the last 15 years, kind of the, mode of operation unfortunately within this profession i mean i was talking to don last night about a guy that i met i don't know five six years ago really likable kid worked at i don't know uh, uh ruby tuesdays or an applebee's for years got involved in uh internet marketing and network marketing and you know built a list of followers and You know, keeps building that list of opportunity seekers, of people that uh, I call them lottery players. Uh, And, you know, every 90 days he's promoting something new. And he just keeps adding to his list and making money. And, you know, of course, nobody on Nobody he's promoting to through email ever makes any money, but he keeps building his list and keeps making money, and he's a real likable guy, very articulate, writes awesome emails, and that's all well and good, I guess, but I sincerely do not know how he sleeps at night. I just don't I don't understand that. But I also understand that about ten percent of the people involved in this profession are one hundred percent focused on getting theirs. Getting theirs. And okay. I mean to, to each his own. I I don't live there. And I believe ultimately your your income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that you develop. I believe that if you build people and help people If you build people, people build the business. And I'm not talking about the 70 percenters. I'm talking about the 27 percenters. That's where your focus has to be, Tammy. has to be there. And unfortunately, it's real easy to take advantage of people when people would rather be told a dream and told what they want to hear instead of what they need to hear. Uh, Most people don't have the confidence or the track record to speak into people's life what they need to hear. They just don't have the confidence or the track record. They can extract money, but they cannot direct. They cannot direct people. Uh, They won't take on that type of responsibility. And as Jim Rohn said, you have to love people enough to tell them what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. And that's not easy to do. It's much, much easier to just, you know, High five on call them a rock star when they know and you know and everybody else in your organization knows they have not done anything. And I'm not saying don't appreciate your customer base, but I am dis- saying distinguish who's a customer and who's a, who's a future leader on your team because when you start mixing and you start providing the same amount of recognition to everybody just because they show up in an event and they have been for three years and they've been paying you to come to your events to hang out and you high five them and call them a rock star any intelligent person knows all you're doing is manipulating that person and extracting as much money from them as you possibly can i don't believe in that i don't play those games i don't i think. It catches up with you over time because intelligent, business-minded people look at what's going on and they see the little man behind the curtain. I believe that. I just believe it happens. I believe it's already happening in our industry. It's starting. There's going to be a revolt before it's over with. The people that not only have done that, but the people that have supported people that have taken that have, with those type of practices. You got to be careful who you throw your support to. I really believe that. And, you know, I'm getting out on a limb a little bit, maybe, but, but we'll see over time. We'll see. So, most people don't have the, the confidence to tell people the truth. Uh, you know, especially, uh, you know, the, the 10% that are just 100% focused on getting theirs. It, it all comes back. It all comes back. That all comes back around. I used to think people were just ignorant and didn't know better. You know, I really did. And 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 when I say ignorant, I, I say, you know, I'm ignorant about a lot of topics. You name it, I'm ignorant about it. I don't know anything about hockey. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, my wife can tell you every plant, every tree. She's a plant nerd. I, I you know, she can tell me 22 times about what that, Rodinia is, or whatever, however you say it, you know, I just don't care. Uh, I'm glad she enjoys them and uh, continue to enjoy, but it's just not my thing. So uh, there's a lot of things that I'm ignorant about. And I used to think that, you know, you're asking, do they not care or they just don't know any better? I really think 90%. Were able to do it with the skill sets, mindsets, work ethic, credibility they entered the industry with. And it's not that they don't know any better. They just know how they, they kind of know that they did it without having to, to get real, uh, have to do a study on the development of teams and people. They just kind of went out there and made it happen. And then there's another section of people that are just 100% focused on getting theirs that are smart enough to, to, and intentionally manipulate the masses. That's their game plan, and they know exactly what they're doing. So one of the things that we do, you know, because I know most people don't have the confidence or the track record to, you know, direct people is we just we just tell our training club members and obviously our leadership development academy members and anybody that we're working with directly just put it on us and just say you know we're working with a guy that uh developed more five four five six seven, five six seven figure income earners when he was building than anybody in the market today do you want to plug into our systems or do you want to do it on your own and if people say, no, I want to get plugged in, then that gives you the right to direct and play one is always 50 names to practice with, uh, top three, top 20 reasons. Always, always will be. Uh, you know, and what happens for me, and I don't think it will happen with you, um, Tammy, because of your successful business background outside of this niche. Uh, but what happens is, with me is a lot of times people find this podcast or they find a webinar or whatever, uh, one of the, the the books that we've written in, they think, my gosh, this is not like everybody else. This guy's, you know, he's not pulling any punches here. He's just really sharing wisdom and common sense. He's not he's not you know sprinkling foo foo dust everywhere. You know, let's all hold hands and sing kumbaya because we have a better way and all this other stuff. You know, this guy's real with what he's saying. And so just by recognizing that, some people unfortunately think, well, he's got the foo-foo dust, so I'm mm-hmm. going to be able to. No, I don't have the foo-foo dust. I have the systems that I know will stack the odds for success in anybody's favor. I know it. Put what we teach up against Anybody in the world, anytime, based upon track records, will do it. Uh, and I have that confidence. I wish I didn't. My life would be a lot easier if I didn't because I, then I could kind of keep my opinions to myself. But I'm not able to. So that's where I come from, as you probably know. And, and you also probably understand it ain't foo-foo dust. There is no foo-foo dust. There's only skill sets and mindsets that over time create success. That's all there is. And you can have, the, you can have the, the, the map, but if you're not willing to follow it and if you're not willing to, to move forward, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, you can have a baseball bat in your hand, but if you're afraid to swing it, you're not going to ever hit the ball. And so a lot of times people are looking for knowledge to replace action. Did you hear what I just said? They're looking for a knowledge so they don't have to take the action, and that it's it's both. It's both. You have to you have to have you have to be an action taker. You have to be willing to take action. You have to be able to fall and get back up. And everything that every success principal mentor in the past you know fifty years has talked about. Uh, you know, what Zig said, the only difference between a big shot and a little shot's a big shot's a little shot that kept shooting. And that's all true. And and virtually every, every leader in the profession today, I can promise you one thing. You know, they can have a leadership title and maybe they really don't understand how they got there. But I tell you this, they took action for sure. They took action. They took action. And so there's ac- academics. And there's academics and there's action takers and there's the oblivious and the perfect person, the perfect leader in this profession is that a person that can take action, but also can think about their thinking, think about their activity, think about what they're doing, think about the development of other people, understanding, you know, have, you know, emotional intelligence is a big buzzword now. What's your EQ, you know, and. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that's all coming together at the same time in history, and I think you get a lot of this based upon just your track record and what you've done up to this point, and I hope you will join this company, and we'll we'll, we'll spend some time on the phone, and we'll figure it out, because I don't want you to get, in wrong, get involved with a company that's obviously not the right fit for whatever reason, and I'll help you look behind the curtain, but... You know we, we just have to understand, and as I think you do, you're going to have to develop your your team under the, the a structure that that is very, very directive uh, because we can no longer develop closed cultures. But I look at what you've done in the real estate business and if you know a lot of real estate brokers, successful ones, end up you know training their competitors that's the that's the rub with that profession. But I'm glad that you, you know, were also able to invest in other real estate, make real estate investments, and that's all smart and prudent. And so I feel really good about all this. You know, here lately, I've been on a, you know, network marketing mentor kick where I talk, and I wouldn't say this, never really thought about it until probably six months or so ago. But I really believe this, Tammy, and as you talk about the Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy, um, I have a waiting list for that. Uh, but we can talk about it when we talk. But I do believe that it's very, very, very intelligent. The most, in, One of the most intelligent decisions a network marketing leader can make, uh, even if they're already making big money, is to find one leader or one mentor and focus there. I think m- much of the problem in today's network marketing environment, uh, you know, I talk about you have to develop mindsets and skill sets, both. S- skill sets must be developed around systems. Skill sets must be developed around systems. How do we get people launched? What's our retention program with the customer acquisition program? What's our two-step recruiting process? Everything that I've, you've heard me talk about multiple times, they're all systematic. So they have to be built around systems because systems will duplicate, personality will not. So uh, the, the the problem that I see with a lot of people that I talk to uh, c- just continuously The email, everything that I get, it's like they're confused because they're listening to way too many people teaching way too many ways to try to do it. And a lot of times these people are so many of the teachers are so focused on the mechanics of the business, the activities of the business and not focused upon the mindsets of the business. Because if you don't have the right mindsets, you'll not take the, you'll not take the action. You'll not do the activities that will ultimately create the results over time. So, uh, I believe that all network marketing leaders and future leaders should have one O-N-E mentor. Learn from as many success principle people as you can because we all say the same thing, just in different ways. But find one mentor and the mentorship, in my opinion, should be based upon what is their track record of developing other leaders, not the leaders that like to hang out with them that instead of the ladies at choir practice. Let me say that again. This is important. I don't think I've ever said this before. There's a lot of leaders that have a lot of people that like to hang out with them because they're the cool girl in class. They're the cool girl. Now, really, all they have is a bunch of three percenters that were looking for a place to hang out. And they decided, I'm going to hang out with the cool girl. Not that the cool girl really had anything ever to do with any of their success because they were three percenter. But it's a, you know, a lot of three percenters are looking for the cool, cool class to fight, to hang out with. That's strong. Some of you really Really got what I just said, and and those of you that didn't, you will at some point. You know, it's like let's we've made the money, so let's all get together and stroke each other's ego and high five each other and and be the cool kids in class. <laughs> it's kind of astounding, really. Uh, but let me continue. Uh, Tammy, really, what excites me the most about everything that you sent me in your email what really excites me is the fact that you don't need the money uh yeah that that's that's it uh and i understand the challenge that you know is ahead of you if you decide to go down this road and i appreciate the fact that you understand that uh from a company standpoint you know, you're asking why don't companies why don't companies understand that people are going to leave confused. Here's here's the bottom line: most companies, you know, they have a distributor, uh, a high income distributor, with a track record that is responsible for the development of their organization. And so, what mentality does that person have? They probably fall in one of the top six personalities we talk about. And, you know, they're going to help people every, every way they can. I believe 90% of the people involved in this profession are, are really good people that really want to help other people. Only about 10%, you know, just obviously doing the money grabs, you know, just trying to get theirs. 90% of the people in this profession at the top, the corporate people, are really good people that really want to see people become successful. But they, they, they've never had the leadership development paradigm shift. They never understood that it's based upon, you know, the systems that you put, in. not a bunch of tips and tricks and ideas, but systematically, sequentially developing people. Uh, they don't understand that. They 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 never really thought about the fact that leadership creates product volume. You know, you see a lot of companies. You know, trying to act like traditional businesses. You know, two for one specials and and you know we're going to do the Wednesday uh, discount, the Wednesday special, this thing, that thing, and they're trying to create product volume by acting like a traditional box and more brick and mortar box store business and if you know a company that you're involved with that's doing this this next few minutes i'm going to share is worth sharing with them they might believe it understand it get it they might not you know but there was a company i worked with in the past and it's like they every distributor knew that every december they were going to do a dollar's trial special. It was a membership program. And they were going to do a dollar membership in December because de- statistically their sales just dropped in December drastically, so they did a dollar special every December. And it was a membership type program. And all the distributors knew so about October, they quit working in October and November and they were waiting for the December special. So again, you see a lot of companies in today's network marketing Environment trying to market their product and service uh, through their websites, through social media, like big box stores do and like uh, uh, other businesses do. And they don't understand that with the network marketing business model, leadership creates volume and the best leaders that you can have are homegrown homegrown leadership promoting from within uh is a concept developing taking somebody that maybe's never been involved in marketing team building sales And taking that right person, the 27 percenters, because most people don't understand the difference between the 70 percent and the 27 percent, and identifying those 27 percenters and then putting them on a sequential path. That will help them learn, grow, develop and develop the skill sets and mindsets where they can become a new leader who then in turn can develop other leaders who can develop other leaders who can develop other leaders because leadership, homegrown, developed leadership is the strongest form of leadership that you can have in the network marketing profession. If you have to wait for somebody to join you from another company and bring all their followers that were never doing anything in the last four companies they were with to create a, a spurt in volume for a very short period of time until they decide to go somewhere else. And you guys know what's going on. Everybody understands it. nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to do anything about it because that's what everybody else is doing. And I know, as as you do, as you do, Uh, Tammy, homegrown leaders are the best when you can develop within your culture, your systems, uh, your sequential development of of real estate agents is why that you end up training 90% of the competitors in your market. The beautiful part about this profession is, uh, you know, if they stay with your company, you, you can train your competitors, but you know, you get overrides, which is a great thing. Uh, you're paid for the development of leadership. It's not about, uh, you know, it's not the company's responsibility to create product volume through social media and, and the way that traditional companies are doing it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. There's not, but I'm saying your underlying philosophy has to, has to be. That our long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of homegrown leaders that we can sequentially develop within our organization, as an individual and as a as a company. That mindset, that mindset is is what's missing, and it's if you can create that kind of culture, you can create an unstoppable organization in our company. So, homegrown leaders again as a concept that nobody i've never even heard anybody any company owner anybody ever use that term but i believe in it y'all heard me talk about it many times so tammy i wish i could have given you a real simple answer i sincerely do but that's the only thing that i know to share with you at this point it just kind of is what it is and but you have a keen awareness of what's really going on And just because a thousand people say a stupid thing doesn't mean it's a stupid thing or just because uh, there's ideas and philosophies that have become best business practices in any business model. And obviously we're talking about network marketing right now, but just because this is what everybody else is doing does not mean it's what needs to be done. And you, I can look back at the history of this profession. You see it happen over and over and over. One company has a successful juice, so somebody else comes out with a juice, and then a third company comes out with a juice, and now there's, you know, okay, before you know it, there's 77 juices in the market when juice was the hot thing. Or whatever. At one point, probably eight, nine years ago, a company hired me to come in and consult and, uh, I flew out there and we spent the first day and, and, and I'm looking at what they're doing and how they're doing it. And while, while I was there, UPS started bringing in all these boxes. And I said, what is this? Well, this is our, this is our, uh, PBR boxes. And I said, what's the the private business reception? We're going to, we got flip charts and we got this and this and all this, all this stuff. And I said, well, how much is this kid going to cost? Well, it's going to cost the distributors $397 and they can start doing PBRs because PBRs got hot for a little while, eight or 10 years ago. And it's like, (laughs) and and again, I'm not going to get into this. You can go to YouTube and you can why PBRs or private business receptions should never be part of your uh, be part of your sequential system in your company something like that I did a video about this years ago okay because it won't duplicate you know and, and again I, I don't want to go down these roads but my point is uh, it's, and many times I sit back and I look at this and I think it's just the blind leading the blind. It's the blind leading the blind. There's no, there's no foundational principle or psychological, mindset uh, congruent, uh, wisdom of the ages reason to be doing this. It, and in and, and, and fact, history has proven that it is not going to work at the level that you wanted to work. It might be there's a lot of things that are short term, boom you know, short-term excitement, but it it's not about that. And companies have become masters at giving people, you know, come to the event, and you get a new little red wagon to play with. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But what does this mean to the long-term development of my organization and or my company? That's really what decision should be based upon and if it doesn't support the long-term goals vision then maybe it should not be done so tammy i think a lot of what you said is right on target uh podcast listeners i appreciate you listening i hope this is giving you some insights i mean many of you many of you like me are on a mission to really start thinking about building people and people build the business and telling people the truth and, and loving people enough to tell them what they need to hear, not what necessarily what they want to hear. And I appreciate your support uh, more than I could say. Uh, you know, when I do sessions, the number of people that I've never met, don't know who they are. Um, uh, have no idea who they are. Have no idea what their YouTube said. Who send me hate mail. You know, tell, why are you talking about me? Blah, 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 blah. It's just, it's just, it's, it's comical. It's comical. It, it, it's, ins- it's just like, what, what, who is this person? I don't know who they are. I've never met them that I recall. I didn't see their YouTube video. Did I, did I mention their name? No. But if the shoe fits, wear it. And if I upset people, okay. Maybe I jarred them enough to think a little bit. Sometimes we have to think. We have to get out of unproductive patterns, as this profession desperately needs to do. Desperately. Needs to get out of unproductive patterns. Because we've just all kind of, you know, just fallen into this trap of hype and rah, rah, rah. And as Jim Rohn said, anybody can get excited about lifting 300 pounds until they get to the gym. We have to get real, get down where the rubber hits the road and help people understand you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. But if you're going to maximize your upside potential in this profession, there are new skill sets and mindsets you must develop. If you if you don't want to take the time... To learn the right skill sets and mindsets, that's fine. You don't have to become a leader here. But we're not going to give you a leader just title just because you're a nice person and we like hanging out with you. So anyway, I'll, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, please continue to share this podcast with anyone who you know can benefit uh, please do that. It means more to me than you know. So many people are contacting me. You know, well, it's like Lisa Kay, sh- sharing it with Tammy a couple years ago, has created this session. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you have an awesome, awesome week. Have a great day, night, wherever you are in the world. Uh, your, impo- your input and your feedback means more to me than, than I can tell you. Again, thanks, Lisa Kay. I think Lisa Kay is a a Imam Training Club member. And again, I just want to sincerely thank all of you that take the time to just forward these podcast uh, sessions to people that you think could benefit. Uh, I depend upon it. And it it means more than I can tell you, Uh, especially at this point in my career uh, with with the, some of the time constraints that we're experiencing. So I hope you enjoyed this session. Have an awesome day, night, week, wherever you are in the world. I think I've already said that, but uh, this is Dell. Repetition is the key to learning. You guys have a great week. This is Dale Calvert. We'll talk to you next week on another session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast.